kicking out the house. Oh. All the, the video cameras didn't count that when I went three, two. They didn't see your finger moving. They didn't moving. see my fingers no. moving. Which is probably a good thing, because you never know where that finger's been. Oh, No rest for the wicked. Okay. 2017 California application breakdown. That's it. When in doubt, get a tag, go whack something. Shall we? We shall. RNA Outdoors podcast propelled by Ripcord Arrow Rests. At RNA, we are a public land DIY conservationists that love to share our passion for the outdoors. So join us and our team as we speak with experts in the industry to share insight knowledge that helps make hunters and anglers more successful. Okay, deep breath. Deer. I know. Holy crap! We have everything, man. I know. We have mule deer, then we have blacktail, and then of course what what you like to call them is we're not quite sure if it's a mule deer or a blacktail, but it's somewhere in between. It's a hybrid. Yeah, and I, I think is when when the, when you break down the state of California, they say everything south of Santa Clara County um, is more of your kind of your traditional hybrid mule deer blacktail type hybrid everything north of santa clara county which is kind of in the san jose area is a true 100 percent blacktail again i don't know genetically or biologically <laughs> if that's 100 percent true but uh, and then as you get more obviously to the eastern side of the state into the sierras you're seeing more of that um, you know mule deer um, you know species of, of animal um, on the eastern side of the sierras and and the western side as well well you know the silly thing for me is uh, i grew up right in blacktail country Okay, but genetically on the Oregon-California border, you know, of course, from I-5 west over towards the 101 and towards the coast, um, genetically the the deer, the black-tailed deer there just aren't very good. I mean, don't get me wrong. I took my boy up there. He shot that four-point this last year. Great buck. And I basically told him his for his first buck it's probably going to take him 30 years to kill another one out of that area that's any better than that because that's basically the second best deer that we've ever taken off there because i still think mine's better um but he'll debate that with us in another podcast one of these days we'll have to get him on and talk about that but um you know what we have phenomenal blacktail hunting and most of the blacktail hunting is an over-the-counter tag so for those guys that have never killed a blacktail buck, California could be that opportunity. And the cool part is it's a two-tag state. So yep. if you just wanted if you wanted to apply for something and if you didn't draw like one of these premium hunts, you could put on your second choice to to just get a blacktail just tag. Just get an A zone or yeah, one of those tags. Yeah. You can just And then on top of that, I always also mentioned earlier, we have great bear hunting. So, I mean, if you're blacktail hunting in Northern California, I tell everybody, if you're going to spend five days in the mountains, you better buy yourself a black bear tag. 
Because if there's any clear cuts or any berry patches or anything like that in the area that you're looking in, there's a high probability that you're going to run onto a black bear. Yep. And if you've never killed a black bear, you know, it's got to be on your list. Me, I've killed quite a few, and now I'm at the stage where I'm like, oh, my gosh, every time I see one, I'm afraid somebody's going to want to shoot it. How much work do I want to put oh, into this? It's, it's, <laughs> they're always just so every, pre-warned. Everything, you know, California seems all nice. Yeah. It's either up or down in Northern California. There is no flat. So, and bears always like to go into the thickest, nastiest, steepest ravine that you could find. Yep. And they are not a light animal to pack out. So, um, looking at kind of the, the deer breakdown, um, you know, one thing in 17 that is new is they're actually declaring the D6 unit. So, that's kind of that um, Modesto, Sonora area, which is the G37 premium tag, is now considered actually restricted to premium deer hunt, which the quotas have changed. Um, I think we can debate a few of the D units, D6, D7. Um, you know, they back up to some of the more premium units. Yeah. I'm... I think I'm calling BS on that one as being a premium unit, but I mean, hey, I, you know. You know, that's that's a hard one because I think what's happened is the last couple of years, um, they've ended up selling all of the tags out from those units. I mean, D6 is listed as giving a tag quota of 10,000 tags. Holy criminy, 10,000 tags. 50% of the bucks were two points, yeah. 30% were three 16% four points and 4% were anything greater than a and four And how many, point. how many bucks were taken out of 773. that? 773. Okay. So out of 10,700 bucks were taken. Hello people. The only reason they declared that a trophy unit is because on July 4th, everybody that didn't draw their first choice tag went, well, I could go blacktail hunting, or maybe I could go to D6 and maybe find a mule deer. And yeah. so they just, they That's went, what they do. I'll just go ahead and go to D6. Yeah. You know? So I don't know. I'm with you, Lucas. I think that that, you know, fishing game is managing people. They're not managing the animals. What I heard somebody say in the state of California, um, a hunter will kill a buck every seven years. I was like, holy criminy, that guy doesn't hunt very well. But every seven years, I mean, I think I could kill a deer pretty much every year that I want to kill a deer in California problem is whether or not you want to kill a, a fork and horn deer do I, that's yeah. the thing do yeah. i want to shoot a fork and horn because my family a long time ago we kind of put the rule of three point or better yeah. even though it was a fork and horn zone you know we always wanted to shoot you know an, an older age class deer so yeah you know but yeah i think i think that d6 change was all about people not about anything else yeah and then there was one other minor change in the a eighteen nineteen actually went from a restricted unit to unrestricted, so it could be used in like a, a second tag application. That's kind of more in the eastern side of the Sierras. It's it's those XB units uh, in eighteen and nineteen. So something else that was new in twenty sixteen <laughs> is California came out with the mandatory deer harvest reporting. So basically, what that means is if you were successful, if you were not successful. You had to report, I think by, I think it was it was the end of December, I believe, or actually maybe they give you until January, to report if you didn't do that, you were assessed a $21 penalty fee, which went on to your license for the following year. Yeah, and let me tell you, my, my 76-year-old father was just, like, fit to be tied about that. He's like, really? I mean, I can imagine. I'm, I'm 76 years old. I buy a tag every year. The last... 
five or six years, he hasn't even shot a deer. He's had opportunities to shoot one. He's just like, eh, I don't really want to, I don't want to do that, you know. And here they're basically assessing him a $21.60 fine mm-hmm. for not filling it out. Of course, in what he doesn't know is I actually filled his out for him. I just haven't told him yet because yeah. I thought it was kind of funny watching him squirm that, you know, fishing game was sticking him for another 22 bucks. But, um, you know, I mean, I think it's silly. Once again, another one of those things that California came up with, yeah. in my opinion, it's just a revenue thing. Yeah. You know, yeah, they're saying, oh, but we want to get an accurate count of who killed bucks. Well, the accurate count is we declare when we get something. The reality is a lot of people don't get them because they'll buy a tag. No different than I did this last time, you know, I had a second deer tag, but I didn't, I didn't do anything with it because I was spending all my time on the Goodale hunt. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times if I don't draw a California tag at all, then I'll be hunting somewhere else, you know, a different state, or I take my kids hunting. A lot of times I don't ever, I don't ever fill out those tags. Half the time I don't even validate them because I don't even sign them to go hunting because I don't go hunting. Yeah. So it's just a money thing. Yeah. But, but it's mandatory. Sad. So that's something that was new, um, you know, for California last year. Now it's, you know, it's going to be mandatory reporting. So, which in a way, I guess if you want to start getting, you know, accurate, um, percentages of kills and success rates, you can start getting closer to that by having these mandatory harvest reports. Um, but at the same or time, in my there's, opinion, or there's people that don't do money. it in the S, depending <laughs> on how you want to look at it, half full or half empty. Well, I can only imagine because you could only do it online. Correct. Can you imagine my dad working on a computer? No. <laughs> when I saw him working an iPhone, I was very impressed. And I'm well, not sure he knows how to I use that either. That wasn't very impressive considering we called him two or three times and he didn't pick up the phone yeah. because he couldn't he couldn't swipe. He kept pressing it like exactly. it's not it's not working. Like swipe, dad, swipe, swipe. Oh. So oh. Dad's um, not gonna listen to this podcast. So no, I don't have to I'm worry not about even getting sure too he's much. heard a podcast. He's but been he, on a podcast. He's been on one though, absolutely. <laughs> Um, there's three classifications of deer tags uh, in the state of California. Um, they're broken down into both the premium, restricted, and unrestricted. And basically, those are all based on uh, the prior year's demand for that tag. So um, as an example, we talked about D6 got moved from what was considered a restricted unit up to the premium tag unit. So most of your premium deer hunts in the state of California are all drawn on a first deer tag drawing like we, we've, we've, we've alluded to. Um, and those units typically are in your general zone units. So like D6, D9 is one. Most of all of your X zones fall into the premium tag unit. Um, all of your G unit zones. So, you know, we were fortunate to, to hunt the G3 unit last year, but basically G1 through G39 are all of your premium deer tag units. Um, the muzzleloader hunts are all of your M units. And then there are specific archery hunts, which are your, you know, your A1 through your A33 are your premiums. And then all of your apprentice hunts as well fall into that premium deer tag. And again, those are all, you know, based on the prior year's demand uh, for that tag. The restricted deer hunts, there's a small pool of restricted deer hunts. Um, again, these are, are typically um, you know, drawn or purchased on the first deer tag. 
They also may be obtained on your second deer tag application as well. There's just a few um, units. I think A22 and D16 are the only restricted deer units. And then lastly are your unrestricted, uh, which typically fall on to your second deer. You could apply in your first deer, but typically you want to go shoot for the fence on your first deer tag, and then you apply for an unrestricted, which are all of your, basically your A zone, like we talked about, uh, your B zones, a few of the D zones, like D3 through D7, excluding D6, um, 11, 13, 14, 15, and 19. And then there are some area-specific hunts. Like we said, A18 and 19 came out of the um, the actual restricted into the unrestricted zone. So, um, But just to kind of give a little background on those, I mean, really what we're looking at and what we'll, we'll speak to is a lot of the premium zones um, because you can always fall back on the unrestricted zones, like you said, and get a blacktail tag and, and go hunting. Basically from July to um, you know the end part of October, uh, into the rifle season. So I mean, that's and that's so great. Once again, back to, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, my God, California, you can't do anything there. Well, the reality is you can hunt almost year-round in California. I mean, you start looking, say you don't draw a, a premium deer tag, and some sometimes, you know, waiting 15 years to draw a deer tag, that's that's getting to the extremes, right? But what you don't realize is, okay, we applied for that premium tag, didn't get it, but then got a B zone tag. Mm-hmm. And on top of maybe getting a B zone tag, maybe we got an A zone tag. So we started hunting somewhere around July 8th. And then we hunted from July 8th all the way through to middle of October mm-hmm. in two different zones. Yep. I mean, so the opportunities are there with those general zone tags where you still get the opportunity to get out, you know. And that's the reason a lot of people are willing to wait. I think you're seeing more and more people, though, when it gets up into past the six, seven-year point, because like you said, you're in no man's land, that six-point range. Mm-hmm. When you get to the six, seven-year point, it's like, man, I, I just want to go hunting. Yeah. You know? Find me a good unit that has a, a decent four-point percentage take rate, you know, and may require a little bit of work, and yeah, let's go, let's go find now, a buck. I do want to mention, though, and that's one thing that I kind of disagree with California on. Well, there's a lot of things, but in regards to <laughs> deer, deer applications, um, you know, their stat drawing page is, in my opinion, really slanted. It's skewed. I mean, you and I were in Goodale, and we were seeing guys shooting four-point bucks that were one-year-olds. I mean, they were 20-inch yeah. wide, pretty little four-by-four buck. Yep. It's your average mule deer that you see in Montana, Idaho, yeah. that you look at and say, yeah, that that's not the buck I'm looking for. Yeah, that, that's a deer that needs like five years to be a deer that we really want to look at harvesting. But what happens is California puts out this page and it says, hey guys, in 2016, this one unit shot 48% four-by-four bucks. And you're like, oh my God, that must be a friggin' awesome place to mm-hmm. hunt. Well, the problem with that is they don't tell you if it was a good deer or not. It was just a four, it had yeah. four points on one side. 130 inch four by four, yeah, right? Yeah, maybe 130 inch. Yeah. I mean, a couple of those deer that we saw shot, dude, those, those, yeah. if those were 110 inch deer, a couple year old deer, yeah. They I were. mean, they were babies. And you know what's funny is then I laugh because they go, oh, well, 22% people killed. Forkhorns, 
Dude, there was a couple of those Forget Horns that, that scored better than the four points. Mm-hmm. I mean, wouldn't you say? Yeah. I mean, had nice high guards, 20, 20 plus, to, yeah, to 30, 30 inches, inches wide, wide yeah. and forks on them that look like some of these elk beams that I'm looking yeah. at. Yeah. You know? I mean, so I, I this Harvest Stats page that they put out, everybody needs to be consciously aware that, you know, that's that's a little... That's a little skewed, so yeah. so I don't mean, don't base everything off of oh wait a second they shot everything was a four point because some of those are really bad and some of the ge- genetics like in the area that we're here, I mean a four by four buck is is almost unheard of mm-hmm. in this area genetically yeah right I mean we have huge three by threes and three by twos in this area genetically that you know are are really a trophy blacktail buck yeah way better than a, a scrawny little four point. So, I mean, if you look at basically in, in all of the units, you just start looking down the two point percentage. I bet it's an average of, if you averaged up all of the units in the state of California, 50% of bucks harvested in the state of California are two points, two or three points. Actually, right? actually, I don't know if you noticed, but if you go to the fourth column over. Oh, statewide total, 49.1%. See, you're you're smarter than you look. You just run the numbers without even looking at the bottom of the page. Yeah, I actually saw that, and then I know I didn't oh, see that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I don't believe that. But 49% of bucks in California were two points. 33% were three points. 15% four point, three percent five point or better, twenty-seven thousand mule deer that were harvested or reported were taken uh in, in California in twenty sixteen. So when you break that down, you know, two points, three points, uh basically eighty one percent of bucks shot in the state of California were a two point or a three point. Yeah. How are you ever gonna get genetics into that range when you're shooting two to three year old bucks like that, yes. or even one to two year old bucks? You well, know? I mean, and that that's 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 the challenge we have is people go out, they see a buck, it's got antlers, they shoot it, right? And it, it may have been that small 120 inch four by four, but in three more years had the potential to be, you know, 180 class inch deer had he lived through, you know, that that season. So, we, well, we can debate that because you and I did in regards to the good Dale tag and and how they're over hunting. And we got bad mountain lion problems and all that kind of stuff. I mean, we could debate that all night long, but I, I think that's once again for another for another podcast. Yeah. But speaking of, I mean, I think what we want to really discuss is the, these premium units, and I think it, we really break it down into these G units. I mean, when you look at the G three unit, there's 35 tags. Okay, and when we talked about the 90-10 rule, 32 of those tags go to the high point, the max point holders, 3% go in the random, 4,300 applications go in for their first. <laughs> 4, in other words, good luck. Good luck if you are not a max point holder. But the other, you know, unit that's got the buzz right now, um, you know, is that um, XB9 tag, which is that G39 unit. Well, the funny thing there is there's five tags. Well, but once again, okay, you got the good... And they're not great dates, but they're good dates. But the nice thing about it is you've got five tags. That means instead of having, come on, in Goodale, opening weekend, I wasn't even there because I was working. But rumor had it that there was there was literally two or 300 vehicles racing around there. Yeah. Right? For 35 tags. Because everybody, no different than brother. me, 
yeah, took their brother and their dad and their three best buddies and went up there and went hunting. Yeah. You know, if you have five tags, you know, it's going to be a good hunt, but the odds of drawing it are very, very horrible. So, but yeah, these good, the G1 hunt, you know, late season hunt in C4, you know, that's got a horrible success rate. They've got quite a few tags, but the dates are nice. You know, I mean, I look at it for a person that doesn't have a lot of points. That's actually not a bad hunt to start to generally think about. You got a good chance of drawing that. Another hunt, that Kern River hunt, I had a friend that mm-hmm. hunted on that this last year. Yeah. Um, the dates on it are fantastic. It's December 2nd through the 10th. I mean, you're talking, you know, right, they're rutting, man. Yeah. They're they're right in it, full yeah. swing. So, and then, of course, dropping down to, uh, well, that Fort Hunter Liggett is an antlerless tag. Um, I don't even know why they have got, that. <laughs> they've got a good late season um, tag that you can apply for. Um, it, in well, it's in the A zone, but you can hunt the hunter Liggett. But that that's actually not a bad tag if you're a guy that's got a few points and wants to draw kind of a later season um, hunt uh, for blacktail. That's not a bad tag. But yeah, a lot you know, of the military bases though we have we have issues with you know you got to have a permit for the base. You, you got to get ha- cleared. You, you got to get cleared. Yep. You, Background you know, checks. So all of those things, and then if you're hunting with a rifle, you have to you have to go in and declare the firearm. They have to run the information on the gun to make sure the gun is owned by you there's a lot of hoops to jump through but a lot of the military bases you know the hunts on there you know they got some pretty fantastic because they got a lot of a lot of land yeah you know so that's a hundred thousand acres that's pretty cool yeah so you know we did a podcast with epic outdoors um, at the expo and then we also sat down with hunting fool and talked to robert and talked to garth and then we also had jason and adam on the show and it was pretty unanimous when we talked to them about, you know, the Goodale unit that um, it's trying to be what it was 10, 15 years ago, right? Yeah. I mean, 4,000 people are applying. It's still got the buzz of one of the best units in the state. But realistically, um, yeah, there's a high percentage of four-point bucks taken. But what people don't understand is those are 120 to 150-inch bucks at best taken out of that unit for 4 okay. by 4 So let's, let's get down to brass tacks. We were there all season last year. Opening weekend, there were two bucks killed that were basically one upper 160s, low 170s, respectable deer. One actually was, was a pretty deer. It was nice and heavy. Um the other one was really thin-horned. Uh, I didn't really like it, but it was probably the best scoring deer. Those were the only two deer that I saw taken on that hunt that I thought, you know, they would have been hard to pass up if I would have actually seen them. Yeah. All the rest of the deer we looked at, and, and I think you can attest to this because Brandon was going nuts on us. Mm. Every deer he saw, he was all hot to trot, and I kept saying the same statement. It's just a deer. Yeah. I mean, that's not something you waited you know, 14 years to put a tag on. And even the deer that we attempted to get at the end, I'd passed on that deer. I mean, you had that deer in that pocket. What? That was noon. We spotted it like at nine. Mm -hmm. It was up in that pocket. You and I could have been there. We could have slipped right on top. We could have been within 80 yards of him without a doubt. We could have shot that deer dead like a week earlier. Sure. It, It just wasn't. It but was we just had a snow. Deer. We had snow coming in. We had more weather, thinking more bucks were going to push oh, out, and it man. just 
It it's didn't a, happen. If you if you pass up a good solid one sixty class deer on that hunt, you're probably not going to kill something. Yeah. I mean that's just the reality because there was guys at the end that were shooting those spindly horned three by twos and well the you open know, raffle guy tag he shot a yeah a little four point I think it was a four by five it had a little dropper point but I mean it wasn't. I mean that I know right where that buck was. I'm yeah. pretty confident that I probably saw that deer and. Because it had three on one side, I did not even give it another yeah. another look. It was spindly. It, yeah. it just wasn't. I don't so, know. I, to, I'm, to, I'm trying not to get too worked up here. <laughs> yeah. Well, I wasn't going to bring it up, but there were 35 tags in Goodale, and only 33 got filled last year. So you weren't hey, listen, the only I wasn't one, brother. The only one, right? So when 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 we really want to look at 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 deer, I mean, you know, G37, G39, the Anderson Flat Round Valley are are, you know, two of the more better premier hunts. As you get into the muzzleloader, um, you know, the Devil's Garden tag, um, you know, the Doyle unit tag, those are those are both um, you know, relatively good hunts. Um, if you've got max points, you know, you're in the one to four, one to seven, eight range and drawing that tag. Those are great odds. And you the know, tag numbers are, tag. are, are decent where there are not a lot of tags being yeah. taken out of those areas. Yep. So that would be, you know, I think once again, the Goodale unit, they shouldn't be taking 35. I mean, really they should be taking 15 bucks out of it right now. Correct. And really they should have a junior hunt in there where it's a, only can shoot a forked horn. Yeah. Because I mean, how many forked horns did we see? We there was too many. There was hundreds of forked horns too in many. there, and some of them were great deer. In fact, that one, you know, you and I debated. On, in fact, actually, if we wouldn't have saw that three by four at what three yep. thirty on the last the day, we were busted we were, down. We were getting ready to bail out of there and get the old lever action twenty five thirty five out and go shoot. Go a, find him. Go shoot the big forked horn. Yep. You know that we had seen a bazillion times yeah and a few of the other sleeper units i think are you know are your your x zone tags so um you know like the x5b tag um you know some of the x9 tags and basically any of those x zone tags they are considered premium unit tags but you can draw them in archery um you know which is the eight tags you can draw them into the rifle season um, they are decent hunts. Um, you know, they, they do offer pretty good potential for glassing in the, in the eastern side of the Sierras. Um, and, you know, there is opportunity at the 150 to 160 class buck, even higher if, you know, if you put in your time. So, um, Well, and just to give a little, little background on that, I, I mean, the X hunts, a lot of times that's the northeastern, it's the eastern side of, of California, but it runs all the way from Oregon all the way down the whole state of Nevada. And, you know, I mean, like, we'll just start with X1. I mean, 51% success rate, X2, 70% success rate, X3A, 45% success rate, X3B, 45, X4, 57. You know, I mean, all of these are in the 50% range just mm-hmm. about until you get down into the the lower units where, you know, the X9A and B, which the hunt dates are really horrible on those. Um, cause it's still really warm over there mm-hmm. at that time of year. So you start looking at that in regards to those X hunts and really, I mean, some of those units that are over on the Nevada side, I mean, in the Northern section, they're good hunts. I mean, some of them actually are still requiring, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten points mm-hmm. to get into. I mean, I hunted X5B one time when I was really young and uh 
the sad part is I, I had no clue what I was doing, you know, and I never killed a buck and I didn't really see a lot of deer. And I kept thinking, man, I don't know why everybody keeps coming over here. And then like two years later, they pulled a 200 inch buck out of there. And I went, holy crap. You know, that deer was alive when yeah, I was there. Which could have dropped in from the Nevada side. I mean, you just don't know. You don't. You but know? that deer had to be there. You know, I mean, it was so big. It was killed two years after I hunted there. I mean, that deer was there somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't I just don't know where it was at. But, you know, when you're good with your optics nowadays and the advancements have been really significant, those are some of the hunts that you can get into with that six-point range, you know, maybe, maybe seven, eight. Yeah. That, that it can be a quality hunt. Now, are you going to kill a 180 class deer? Probably not. Unless you put in your effort, you know, you put in the time, you may find one early in the season. and That's a valid point. I mean, if you had enough time. There's a time, lot of public land up there, so. And that is funny because, you know, people think of California as not having any land. Northern California is like 90% public mm-hmm. land. I mean, it is it's really. It's like a 60-40 split. I mean, there there's a lot of public land in California. I yeah. Mean, Everything Granted, in the south is privately owned. Everything in the north, north is, is, is public. Public and, for the most part, yeah. And, of course, then sometimes you can get out there and think you're out in the middle of nowhere and you don't have anybody around you. And then 400 tags show up yeah, on opening exactly. morning and, and it's a zoo. But you're right. I mean, I know guys that have hunted like the Modoc County X2 zones, um, you know, near last. And like you said, X5B. Um, and a lot of those units kind of in the upper northern Sierras. X3A, and, X3B yeah. are always good ones also. And and have had good success. I mean, have had, to your point, I mean, they still require, you know, they are a premium tag for rifle and they do require some points. But you could probably draw that tag, you know, three to four times in your lifetime if you wanted to or even more and, and have a potential at shooting, you know, a decent buck in those units. Well, so. just, just as a... A general note, I mean, a friend of mine loves to hunt X3A and X3B, right? Well, you know, if you want to guarantee that tag, it's, you know, 12 points, 14 points, you Mm -hmm. know. But the reality is that on the random, somebody got it with three points, and another guy got it with four points. That that was, you know, I mean, pretty much what that's telling you is, you know, you got to put your name in the hat for it to actually happen. and. They kill some nice deer out of there. I mean, you have to you have to work for them. The hunt dates are not super in regards to those. That's yeah, that's a challenge. October. All of them are before the rut. You know, it could. You now you never know. You know the Weather way the weather's push. been lately. I mean, October we were having good storms up there. That that was pretty good for hunting this last year. But the years before then, October was freaking roasting hot. Yeah. So un, until you got up into elevation, it was still too warm. So those big mule deer, when they start putting their coats on, they want to be somewhere cool because they get they get a little uh, little hot. Yeah. So, so I think in general, you know, California has a lot to offer. You know, when it comes to deer hunting, and I mean, the cool thing is, is you can hunt them in August. I mean, you can hunt blacktails in July. You know, in the open zones or the 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 unrestricted zones, but general units. Yeah, yeah. your general units. But you know, in your A units specifically, your draw units, um, you can hunt bucks. You know, from August nineteenth to September tenth, you're hunting mule deer um, that have velvet on them, right? And and they're high elevation. You're going to be hunting the the high peaks and the in the high elevations. You know, on the eastern side of the Sierras. But you know, the cool thing is is you could find some bucks, uh, get in on them, um, you know, and scout and scout and scout as much as you want and, and get in there and find a good, you know, a good buck to harvest with your archery equipment. 
bed them down during the day and make a stock and, you know, make a play on them, you know, that evening or first thing in the morning. Absolutely. um, you know, and then as you start to get into, you know, some of the, the rifle units, the D units, like you said, we talked about the X zones and even a lot of the muzzle loader units, you know, in that mid to three to seven to 10 point range, there's good opportunities there. Um, you know, and then clearly yeah. your premium hunts, your G hunts all require for the most part max points. I mean, we looked at the statistics, I think all of the G3 and the, and the, also the G39 points, a lot of them were drawn out of the max point pool last year, yeah. which was what, 14. So that's um, not to say that somebody with two points couldn't draw one. I mean, that's, that's always a possibility, but yeah. last year's stats said, if you had max points, you, you took were, them all, you, you took in. them all. And I mean, most of the hunters we ran into, we ran into that gentleman from Bishop. He was a max pointer, right? Yeah. Most of the folks hunting deer were, you know, not, not to, you know, be mean or anything, but they weren't young, sprawling kids. I mean, they were mature hunters, guys that have been plying for many years that, you know, finally drew these tags. Well, you and I talked about it. I mean, right now we're hoping that my dad draws. Reality is, you know, he's 76 and he told me, well... God, you better not find one up there on the top of that mountain because I ain't going. You know, I mean, so we're going to have to hope that we get some weather and something comes down. Yeah. At the same time, you and I walked up there. I mean, really, I mean, it wasn't that bad. And I know he could do it if if we just convince him to. So yeah. if it's big enough, I guess I'll we'll drag him up there if we have yeah. to. <laughs> but archery, too, you know, I mean, you had mentioned some of the A, A zone or excuse me, the A-tags, the A-tag, which yeah. are area-specific archery hunts. Um, for those people that like to archery hunt, I mean, there is some really good opportunities. But once again, you know, you look at, okay, first point, first choice max point holders, which was 13 points when this was publicized. Look at that, the whole column. Mm-hmm. Until you got down to A-26, one person with max points applied for that. Nobody else with max points applied for any yeah. of that. Highest archery. point values are four, six, seven, you know, exactly. three, five. That's... So, I mean, the ones that you and I are looking at, I mean, they're doable, you know, yeah. applications based on this, our points. And the lowest points netted, I mean, a lot of them are zero. Yeah. It took zero points, you know, lots of twos, threes. There's a couple, like you say, a few in the 14, 13 range, but... If you average those out, you're probably looking at, you know, five to seven as an average. Yeah. So, I mean, and that's kind of what I would be looking at is since the the maximum point holders aren't applying for that stuff, anybody that has low points, if you like to archery hunt, California has quite a few opportunities for you. I mean, and that's the reason you and I are both kind of looking at that as, as an opportunity. Yep. So... Plus, I, I know I'll never draw a G tag, so it's just <laughs> by the time max points I get there, it's going to be much higher than than I, don't know, I started as, late. And as in many year, things so. as you got going on this year, you might should just put your name in the hat just to see if I it should. happens. I you should. Know? You're right. Okay, so we'll take a deep breath from deer, and we'll just cover pronghorn, you know, real briefly. So can we, can we just say it's better to apply somewhere else for pronghorn and move on? We can. I mean, the one thing to say is, is, you know, there are six units in the state of California. There are. All of which are in really the northeastern corner of the state. Um, there's a ton of public land, uh, and there is potential to shoot, you know, 70-inch, you know, Boone and Crockett bucks. Looking at one of the publications, there was a buck taken last year that was an 84-inch net Boone and Crockett True. California pronghorn. That's a great pronghorn. I mean, 
that's a book it pronghorn is. anywhere, right? It is. Um, but you're you're absolutely correct. I mean, when you look at a few of the units, like Clear Lake, the tables, and the Lassen units, um, you know, you're looking at anywhere from you know ten to thirty to forty tags. Um, you know, and if you're a max pointer, you got decent odds. If you're in the random pool, you're looking at on average probably one to two fifty to three hundred to draw one of those tags. So. You're absolutely correct. I mean, you might as well go find a unit in Wyoming where you could draw every year or every other year and go shoot, you know, have the potential to shoot probably, you know, a 70 to 80 inch uh, buck in those units. So, well, and I, you know, I mean, I'm a maximum point holder for pronghorn. And the reason that is, is because the last couple of years I've went, I'm just going to buy a point, just Buy another point. Buy another point. Yeah, Actually, the funny part is last year my brother and I decided since he had drawn his deer tag that we decided, okay, well, we're going to draw an antelope tag. So we both put in together. We're both maximum point holders. And we didn't draw an antelope tag. And I'm just like, really? We got maximum points and we can't draw an antelope tag? Now, I've killed a lot of antelope, and I love antelope hunting because there's nothing like having breakfast. Oh, and yeah. then about 9 o'clock, rolling, rolling down the road. Sleeping in. And then glassing for a mile and then trying to put a stock or trying to shoot one at 800 yards it, that's that's fun my brother's never killed one so I, I i think it'd be great to take him out to do it but i know i'm going to be disappointed when i get up there yeah because i'm no, used absolutely. to i've got two or three pretty pretty good ones on the wall and another couple that may be at the taxidermist which i'm not pushing him to finish those no that's just more so. money right <laughs> Actually, it's more wall space. Going to have to put them here in your place. That's right. We got plenty of room here. So just to kind of round out the last couple species, you know, we talked a little bit about wild pigs, but um, the cool thing is residents, non-residents aboard, all you got to be is 12 years old, have a valid um, hunting license, and you can purchase a pig tag. And I will tell you, in, you know, the counties, um, you know, the Central Coast counties, Kern County, um, the ones that we inhabit, Monterey County, San Luis Obispo County, there is a plethora of opportunities to shoot wild pigs, uh, and gosh, they are just a, a heck of a fun time to go. And you can pigs. buy more than one tag. You can buy more than one tag. Yeah, so it's pig hunting is fun, um, and the cool thing is, is, is you know, like you say, you can buy as many tags as you want. You can hunt them all year round, uh, and but no better time than right now. I mean, right oh. now as the fields are getting cut, I mean, the the pigs are eating well, they're drinking good water, and and they're. There's some pretty good, pretty I've, good. I've killed of pigs, pigs in the summer. Try not to do that anymore, because boy, they stunk just like being anywhere near them. Yeah, but boy, that you know, we I killed a couple last February, and then this January, friend of ours killed one, and then just just in the last three weeks, we've killed. Four? Four pigs, yeah. And let me we've tell you, people. Dropping the hammer. Oh, we've been having a fun time. It's like fun. Actually, I think you'll put up that video sometime later on in yep. the month or something. And yep. Boy, I, I, he was, Lucas was actually filming, and my friend Brad, we were standing there, and I was talking to Brad, and I was like, okay, so where are the pigs been coming from? He's like, oh, well, they've been coming over here, and they've been coming over there. And I looked right past Brad, and I said, Brad, is that a pig out in the middle of the green field? And he turns around and he's like, my son's name's Wyatt. He turns back and look at me and goes, yeah, Wyatt, grab your gun. We got to go kill a pig. Yeah. It was awesome. It was fun. 
Awesome. And we'll probably at some point actually had a request from one of our listeners to actually do a show on, on pig hunting. So I was thinking about um, maybe trying to get out to see Chad or, or bring me, bring Brad in and just do a show on, you know, hunting pigs. And oh, that'd be fun. Better habitat and, you know, some of the tactics around that. Um, last thing we want to cover real quick is just black bears. So again, you got to be 12 years old to apply for a black bear tag. You can, um, you know, purchase a black bear, one black bear tag. Uh, most of the general season units, um, you know, basically all of your A, B, C, and D units uh, are your general, like your deer hunting units are all valid uh, for black bear and open. Um, the season actually opens August 19th, which is consistent with a lot of the archery tags. Uh, and that archery season runs through September 10th. Uh, and then the general season opens um, the, the interesting thing about bears is, is, you know, they've always had this 1700 bear quota and up until like five years ago, they would meet that quota come like November, mid November, they would shut down the season. Well, they, after they quit, allow them to use dogs, Bingo. we haven't hit a quota in the state of California since, um, you know, we've never been able to bait bears and there's no spring bear season. It's all fall bear. Uh, but ever since they've quit, um, you know, guides and, and folks using the actual use of dogs, um, they haven't hit that quota. I think last year when I checked, they they harvested around 1,100 bears, which is still a lot. But this state is getting infested. And as you know, in Northern California, I mean, they're coming Absolutely. into people's garbages and they're becoming a nuisance now. And they're well, just I not getting... I sent you getting... that one picture of that bear that's downtown my old hometown, didn't I? Yeah. I mean, that thing was in a normal-sized dumpster and it made that dumpster look like a bathtub. I, yeah. mean, I mean, that bear was so big that I was thinking thoughts like, Man, I probably should go talk to the owner of that Mexican restaurant and see if I could <laughs> set up a tree stand and yeah. shoot that bear because that sucker was an absolute monster. The reality is that we're not killing as many bears because yeah. we can't we've never been able to bait like you said. They stopped town hunting, so we haven't been killing as many. So I know a lot of actual bear hunters with hounds that hunt on the Nevada border and the Oregon border and they kill some absolute Big, big bears. And a lot of them are bears from California that just get so old because, you know, they're not killing them. And then, you know, come come the edges of the seasons and they're running dogs, you know, right on the edges of the borders. They're killing some great, great bears. And I, once again, another one of those species, you could just, if you're hunting one of these other seasons, you should look into it. Because if you're going to hunt in California for five days... There's a high probability that you are probably going to see a bear. Will you be able to harvest them? Maybe not. But, you know, for an extra couple hundred dollars, just like I said for British Columbia, put an extra tag in your pocket, you know. I mean, I tell everybody, you know, if you're going to hunt here for a couple of weeks, we have bobcats. Buy a bobcat tag. If yeah. it's bobcat season, Two dollars or something, yeah. yeah. Yeah, buy a bobcat tag because when you run onto one, you know, it just happens. Yep. I mean, it doesn't happen often, but you want to have the opportunity to – to fill as many tags as possible. Yeah. Same thing with the pigs. You know, if you're deer hunting in in our area in October, you might you might as well have a pig tag. Yeah. Do I like to eat pigs that are killed in October? No, not really. You know, some of them are pretty bad because it's so hot around here. Yeah. But at the summer. same time, if you haven't killed one, dude, the skull on the wall looks pretty dead gum awesome. Yeah, they do. Especially so. when they're European and bright white, and those tusks are, are, are pretty neat. So, are, you are going to mention if they do kill a bear, 
there is a mandatory skull presentation. They have to take the skull to Fish and Game, where the Fish and Game pulls a tooth and does a study on it. Yeah, they age it, and then uh, I think yeah, it has to be done within ten days. Yeah. Um, So yeah, that is you know that is a that is a law in the state of California. Um, So if you do harvest a bear, you want to make sure to 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 take that skull in or. Typically, what they'll do is they'll just take the bear into the fishing game, and they, you know, they can they can take the skull out, and you know, normally you'll get the skull back. I, and I don't think trichinosis is an issue in California, but I think they'll even do some trichinosis testing on the meat for you, uh, and then they also require that premolar tooth to be extracted. So, um, again, what they're trying to do there is just understand age of the bear, um, you know, determine kind of what their annual growth is based on their teeth and, and, and get an idea of, of what that, what that looks like. So, and I, and I think just like you had mentioned, you know, we're at that stage now on the bears where it's been what, four years, five years since we haven't been, been five able years to since hounds. Hunt. So, I mean, you think of a, a black bears age wise, you know, we're getting to the stage where a lot of those bears are maturing to that full stage where yep. we're, you know, people are going to be killing some bomber bears here real soon. Yeah. And I mean, who's their predator? They don't have a predator, right? Yep. I mean, them and mountain lions are, are the king of the forest out there. And, and if they're not killing as many bears, it's like anything. It's just like the elk populations where we've got less tags and we've got more elk. I mean, eventually they're, they're going to become a problem. So I'm looking forward to that day when they start giving those 10 to 15 to 20 tags for some of these elk units because then that starts to look pretty good for, for me because I'm actually, I think, around 11 points for, for elk right now in California. So I'm getting closer, but I'm still I'm behind the eight ball. Yeah, but, you still got to try for that that toolie though, man. Oh, it's yeah, just, absolutely. You just got to look at your numbers, bid your time, try to find the one where there's two or three random tags that you're going to have a shot at and, yep. and just go for it. So. So I'm thinking, Jason, let's let's wrap this one up. Um, we had a couple other topics, but I think what we'll do is we'll maybe we'll talk to those once we get through our application season, and, and we'll kind of do a maybe a review of how our, our application season went, what our plans are for 17. But if you were to think about California, okay, and let's let's speak specifically for residents because I think that's that's really where where we sit. Thinking about you know the opportunities California has, um, you know what's something that you would tell the listeners maybe to take away or something if you're applying in California should you apply should you apply for points should you apply for the draws I mean what, if you had something to, to tell our listeners you know what do you think would be a good thing to take away today well really I think the one thing is if you're applying in California and you're a resident you should definitely apply for sheep okay the odds of drawing a sheep are horrible right but it's a horrible draw almost everywhere if yeah. you haven't been involved in it for 20 to 30 years if you ever think that you might want to draw a sheep tag you got to put your name in the hat okay and like i said when there's four tags there's one random tag when there's three tags there's one random tag when there's one tag it's a random tag correct so think about that for sure if you're buying a hunting license and you think that maybe one day you might want to sh- hunt a sheep you should definitely put in for it and then, of course, going back to the same thing we talked about numerous times, um, if you're hunting a season and you could hunt multiple things, buy the other tag. Sure. I mean, if you're blacktail hunting in Northern California, you should have a black bear tag in your pocket, okay? If you're A-zone hunting for blacktail deer down here, you should have a pig tag in your pocket. 
because sometimes you just never know what the opportunity is going to arise and going to show you. Um, Like I said, I kind of chuckle about the pronghorn thing. I really, in my opinion, I wouldn't apply for pronghorn. I don't apply my kids for pronghorn here in California because I just don't think it's ever going to be something that's, that's going to materialize. But elk wise, you know, you can, if you've never killed any elk, Thule would be the best, but that's the one that's the hardest, you know? I mean, like you said, you could go to Oregon to hunt a Roosevelt, you know, you can go to, you know, Colorado to hunt Rocky you know, over the counter, Montana. So, yeah. you know, if you're willing to, there's a lot of what I would consider easier draws, sometimes down into the 40s and 50s to just be able to shoot a, a spike, you know, Thule elk. And, you know, I mean, I don't know about you, but man, like I said, some of the best table fare around. I mean, and so I would, I would highly suggest if you've got a lot of other hunts planned, only put in for the very friggin' best tag that California offers. If you're going hunting in Colorado this year, just throw your name in the very best tag available. Yeah. And if you don't have anything going on in some other state, then get realistic. If you like to archery hunt, man, there's a lot of archery opportunities. Jump in on an archery tag, get a tag in your pocket, go hunting. Yeah. You know? And I know a lot of the areas that we can draw archery tags, at the same time, we can bear hunt. So it's kind of one of those fun things that, while I don't necessarily want to shoot another black bear, you said you did, I'll help you pack it out. I really don't want to, but I will. Yeah. Well, you skin them out, and the scary thing is you get like a human being sitting there. It's what it, it's that definitely the one looks, bear I shot in Montana, and I did that. It was like wow, that's just odd looking. When you, once well, the you best skin thing them out. is when you actually hang them, hang them on the swing set, and you skin them out, and then the carcass is hanging on the swing set mm-hmm. in the yard. The neighbors start asking questions. Neighbors start asking questions. Where'd little Johnny go? Where'd little Johnny go? Yeah, I think for me, uh, for you know, for my closing, I just kind of want to recap. So again, just know that the deadline is June 2nd. Um, results come back really quick. So that's the cool thing about California. Typically by June 19th is what they propose, but, you know, roughly around a 10 to 12 day turnaround. So, um, you know, apply for the fundraiser tags. They're random tags, but, um, you know, yeah. for for five bucks, you know, you might as well apply and put your name in. You get dumb lucky and draw the open deer unit tag. You're hunting any <laughs> unit, anytime, anywhere that you want. So, I mean, I, that that's just almost a no-brainer. Remember, in California, um, there are portions of California that are non-lead ammo. So, um, and, and I have known of people that have taken pigs on the coast that were using lead, and the fishing game do the swab test, uh, and it's a pretty, it's like a five hundred dollar fine. It's fairly substantial. They can even, um, you know, they can even take your pig away. There's a lot of things that they can do. So they can even go down to the meat processor where it's being processed and, and go through it. all of that stuff there and test it there. You might not even be there, and all of a sudden they're knocking on your door. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I I like Barnes bullets. I like the new. Um, Hornaday's thing, bullets that are out. I mean, a lot of the non-lead products that are out right now are really pretty good stuff. So, um, you know, I actually, what I've done is I've just set up a few guns specifically to shoot copper bullets. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I mean, we watched that pig get obliterated this last week. And so... They work. They do well. And the retention's great on copper. Yeah. And that's what they they kind of market, especially for barns, is that retention rate. So... 
Um, you know, California, like I said, is a preference point state. So um, if you're not max point quota, you know, you're going to be in that random draw, which in a lot of units is a tough draw, like Jason said. But, hey, there's still a statistical you know, chance on some of those units that you could apply and, and, and draw that tag. So Statistical chance. Daughter, daughter drew the one random tag yeah. with three points in Arizona, exactly. 22 north. Come on. Yeah. I mean. That's pretty cool. That's, that's insane. We'll have to talk about that on another show because that's oh, pretty Oh, we're going to talk about that a couple of times, I have a feeling. We might be in the elk woods with yep. a whiskey in our hand. We might a, be around a fire fire pit yeah, talking about that bull. With a, hopefully a big old set of horns in the background yep. that we could we could giggle about. And then just a couple other things. You know, just know in California you have the potential to shoot two deer in a year, right? So if you got dumb lucky and drew a premium tag – you could also have your second choice tag in an A zone and you could hunt a blacktail in the central coast, right? Or, or any of those areas that are yeah. the unrestricted units. So just know that deer hunting opportunities for residents are, is pretty viable. Um, Ju- July through December, basically. Basically. Yeah. It's a wide open season, depending on if you want to hunt archery or even rifle during the, uh, in the unrestricted units. So, and then lastly, I, you know, I want to thank, um, you know, a couple companies that I know you and I have been long-term um, you, you know, uh, we, we've just been long-term subscribers to, you know, one, it's, it's hard not to argue hunt and fool who's been around for many years. I mean, they, they don't cover California to the extent, um, you know, obviously that you and I have experience in the state, but you know, they give a general overview and they, they always provide some pretty cool articles. But what I thought what was cool about one of the other um, services we, that we subscribe to, which is, you know, Epic Outdoors who, you know, we did the podcast with, with Jason and, and Adam, there's a pretty cool write-up in the uh, in the uh, California volume, the June July um, volume, which is I think it was issue number six um, for California, and, and and we won't go into a lot of detail. But Jason's brother shot a pretty neat buck uh, last year in the G3 unit, and uh, Ron was able to submit his story uh, and get it published uh, in uh, the uh, issue number six in the Epic Outdoors uh, publication. Blessed. So. Just a cool article, cool story. Um, Ron Shutter, you know, took a really nice buck, and uh, you know, it's what's what's neat is is that, you know, Jason's brother drew the tag in 2015. Jason draws the tag in 2016. So now what we're waiting for is Dad to draw the tag this year in 2017, and you'd have this almost trifecta of quicks drawing the G3 unit tag for three consecutive years. So and, and it's doable. Funny- and the funny part is, of course, when my brother shot his buck, I said, okay, well, I'm not going to shoot a smaller buck than his. The problem is I never saw a bigger one. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. But cool, cool, cool article. And again, um, you know, a lot of what you and I do when we're studying and, and going through, we kind of have our own systems, but we do utilize these services. And I'm an equal opportunity guy. I mean, you know, I'm not you know, prejudiced or one or the other. I think they both add value and I've been a long-term standing, you know, hunt and fool member. And, uh, you know, Jason and Adam signed me up for Epic this year. And, uh, I think they provide a, a good quality service as well. So I think, you know, it's important that we talk to them and, and we thank them for, for what they do. And again, helping us and helping a lot of other people, you know, draw a lot of these tags across the West front. So some cool and interesting and exciting things happening in RNA and, uh, um, we'll be excited to, to to let those out here soon. But, but uh, hey, Arizona, man, Arizona, big buck, big buck, big buck. In Arizona the future, Arizona draws coming. So that's another one. Um, you got to go for it. 
we've got to get Arizona application in. Um, Wyoming deer and antelope is due at the end of May. So that one's coming in. Idaho just drew for sheep, moose, and goat. Didn't draw there. Um, so I think Washington was due today or tomorrow. So we're coming to the end application season. I'm not sure where it all went. It's gone by so fast. It has, man. Um, but what's cool is, is we're starting to see what's coming in. So that that's the fun part about this time of year. And the other cool part is, is you know, we've been hunting. You and I have been getting out. We've, we've killed three pigs in the last two weeks, um, spent a lot of time in the turkey woods. And uh, again, that's the beauty of, of, of California. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of things not desirable here, but for the most part, we're hunting year round and you can, right? You can get out and hunt pigs. You can hunt turkeys in the spring. Um, and then come two more months, we'll be we'll be hunting blacktails in archery season, right, in July. Yeah. And then we push right into our fall season across the West. So I'm looking forward to it. It's, I know, it's man. Be it's going to be a, it's going to be a crazy ride year. You know, I'm I'm thinking that we're going to put a lot of bone on the ground this go round. Yeah. It's going to be it's going to be a ride. Yeah. I mean, if we're not pulling the trigger, I think we're going to be right there with them. So we're going to yep. we're going to live the live the vicarious dream through some other people. But knocking on wood, maybe maybe tonight or tomorrow morning when I call my credit card, you know, there'll be a Utah charge on oh, there. Oh man. That would, a Utah mule deer charge, you might be over the moon. Oh, and I know it's almost like other... drawing a sheep tag. You know, if you it draw is. that Utah tag, it's that that good. You know, yeah. I keep telling the tag gods, it's my turn. It is, and I think there's some people praying for you to draw that tag. Well, we're waiting. I'm telling you, because I want you to draw that tag because I just want to go and experience that mountain. That that so. that that place is unbelievable, and I, yeah. So yeah. Nevada too. I mean, Nevada's coming. Got to find out about we're both Nevada. Vested in Nevada, so I'm likely going to draw with with one of my buddies who we applied in. But our fifth choice will likely draw that tag, but we'd like to draw one, two, or three as well. Hopefully, but well, and I I think my dad's. I mean, he's he's deep deep, and then yep. you know I applied with my son, so uh, we might we might have we might have multiple people hunting Nevada this year. That could yep. be. That could be an absolute gas. And as we know, I mean, Nevada holds big bucks in every unit. You know, they're there. Potential, potential yep. for a one eighty buck everywhere. Yep. So just Nevada's gotta find the right, one. find the right deer. So anyway, lots of good stuff happening. Jason, thanks for coming over and hanging out with me and talking talking about applications. It's oh. something you and I lo- love to do. I mean, we're constantly <laughs> texting each other. Hey, where are you applying here? What unit? What do you think about this unit? What about the dates? We're always look, kicking that stuff back and forth. It's, but it's fun to actually get on the air and share that uh, with our listeners, and you know, give our listeners a little insight on on California. And you know, I've listened to a lot of podcasts, and I I never ever rarely ever hear a good breakdown on on California. That's why I thought it'd be neat that we sit down and just kind of go through each species, talk about the units, talk about tag allocations, talk about successes from last year, and, and things that you know we think would be good opportunities for the upcoming proposed year so and i mean i i still think if anybody's listening out there and they're like oh well i was wondering about this you know shoot lucas a a notice and i mean we'll we'll look into it for you because you know i mean if you're not living here you're not probably realizing what we realize and Mm -hmm. we'd be more than happy to help you out because you know that's what it's about it's about helping good people out you know hunters are the true lifeblood of america and you know we all love to do this and if you want to do it we want to make you successful you know because 
it's fun. It's what I we mean, do. Come on. There's nothing better than, you know, going out with a bunch of buddies and, and watching somebody else. I mean, no different than you taking your buddies out and watching them yep. pull the trigger on a hog for the first time. Yep. It's like just funny. It's watching. I mean, geez, yeah. people get jacked up just like shooting an elk. You oh, know, they, they were they even saying that. They were like, this is just as nerve wracking as shooting an elk. Yeah. You know? I mean, they've shot a lot of elk. You know, they, they probably pull the trigger on an elk, don't even twitch or flinch or anything and you know from what i understand they were yep. they were shaking like little leaves yep. you know especially when the one hog charged them i mean i think that was probably over the top <laughs> that was cool <laughs> that was a big boar though that was, that was those a things are those things are mean man yeah. those things will come after you you know everybody laughs oh it's just a pig yeah it's just a pig until it's chasing you yeah exactly yeah, so on that note, just kind of coming up, we'll have a few films that are going to be coming out. I'm working on one right now of Jason's Sons Hunt. That one's going to be released here soon. I've got the Montana archery hunt we did last year getting ready to go out, and then I'll have two more videos coming. So a lot of cool things happening, and we're just going to keep grinding over here and, and uh, keep putting podcasts out and uh, keep keep the content rolling and really looking forward to you know July and, and August and September and getting back in the woods and, and sharing those memories and, yeah. and having a new year of grabbing bone and gripping and grinning and smiling and talking around the campfire and doing all that kind of stuff that we love to do. So, Dude, cannot wait for September. Oh, sign me up, boss. I know. It's going to be good. All right, man. Well, with that, thanks, buddy. Woohoo! Appreciate it. Until the next time. We'll do be her safe. again. Thanks for listening to the RNA Outdoors. We'll catch you guys next time. Ciao. Hey, everyone. This is Lucas Pa, host of the RNA Outdoors podcast. Please check out Podbean and iTunes. If you have an iPhone or iPad, go to Podcasts app on your device, search for RNA Outdoors, and hit the purple subscribe button. When doing this, it'll automatically upload when new podcasts are loaded, and they will download into your queue. For Android users, you can access the podcast through Podbean, Stitcher, or just use our website, www.rnaoutdoors.com forward slash podcast. In addition, under the RNA Outdoors podcast channel, please leave a review and a five-star rating. These reviews help boost our popularity and outreach. You can also follow us on our social media outlets, Twitter at RNA Outdoors, Instagram at Rod in Arrow Outdoors and Facebook RNA Outdoors. All links are in the show notes as well. If you like what you've heard, we hope you'll pass along our channel to your friends and colleagues. Keep up the good fight. We cannot sit by and watch the public lands devoted to wildlife protection wither away. There's simply too much at stake. Make your voice heard, speak up, get involved with conservation efforts, and know that every little bit helps. As we say on the mountain, See you guys on the next ridge.